Welcome to Picks with the Professor, college basketball edition for Wednesday, December 13th. Uh, Jake, everybody is a little under the weather here, it seems like. Yeah, it's uh, it's that time of year, I guess, because uh, something, something's got me, and I sound absolutely terrible. I apologize. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's the way it goes. Right? The show must go on, and, and so we're, we're all having a little bit of difficulties here. I talked about it yesterday. Uh, a quick little update on our situation. It seems like we're going to be... Uh, in the hospital for a long time. Everything's still fine, but you know they're just keeping an eye on Mrs. Professor. So uh, thankfully, neither one of us are sick, but we have our own situation. Jake, you're sick. Hopefully, cousin Jared's doing okay. Hopefully, he can hold down the fort for us with the uh, with the health situation. So we're we're all just kind of battling through something here. Uh, but a, a solid little slate here on Wednesday. We got three games to cover. Uh, only three no extended cut today because we are going to record NFL. After this, and I believe we've got uh, seven seven picks, I think, for the NFL, and a couple extra A grades that are uh, also available over on uh, Dub Club. So a lot of content coming your way. Now a recap from yesterday, missing the play of the day here, but still up, doing really well on that. The free show picks two and zero oh. again. The ones that kind of ran through pretty quickly yesterday with the. Last one, looking really good at the moment. And so, Jake, you were un- unfortunately unable to come on the show and talk about those, but but you had your hand in that. So props to you uh, for those. Unfortunately, the timing of that got a little bit crazy. Um, and then the A-grade pick, so far seven and six with one to go. Uh, hopefully we can again get those going back in a better direction than they have been so far. But overall, things could be a lot worse uh, here for us. So uh, hopefully you're enjoying this college basketball season. And as a reminder, if you want more picks, more information, team totals, projections, thresholds needed for A grades and B grades, access to our Discord chat where we're talking about hockey bets and NBA bets and uh, people doing parlays and teasers and fantasy and, and player props. I mean, you name it and we've got it over there. Uh, you can sign up using the link in the show description, that or the promo code there. Uh, on screen QR code as well. That will all get you $5 off of your first month. And again, lock in 2023 prices. Your time is running out or prices jump in 2024. Uh, but again, just a, a bunch of information, a bunch of goodies over there uh, on Dub Club. So join us over there. Check it out if you have it. We have some of the highest retention rates on Dub Club. Uh, that doesn't mean everybody's happy. Unfortunately, I can't make everybody happy, but I have tried to make a product for everybody. Um, and so that's, that's part of the reason I think we've got such great retention rates over there. All the information is worth people's money, makes you smarter, better. Uh, so check that out if you haven't yet. Otherwise we'll get to it here. And there are some early games. We're going to kind of focus more on the later games. This is the early game that we're talking about here, 8 PM Eastern UNC Asheville versus Auburn. Uh, again, remember there are, um, there is a noon game. Here today, we do have an A-grade pick on that. So if you're with us over on Dub Club, you already know about the A-grade pick. So you already got your action going here for your uh, afternoon game. But for this one, we're going to go over 147. Sideline says 148 and a half. Thinks so we should get in the upper 40s. So 147 offers a little bit of value. We'd really like this to be in the mid-140s. But while Auburn has a good defense, they also have a good offense. UNC Asheville, better offense than defense. And Jake, we often talk about the things that happen when you have a battle of paces. Number one, Auburn is more fast than Asheville is more slow. And Auburn's the better team. And the faster team tends to have a better opportunity to control the pace, uh, partially just because even if you're a slower team, it takes a lot of discipline to not take the open shot. 
Uh, UNC Asheville is likely going to try to be, be playing catch up this game. So they're not going to be able to, you know, they don't, they don't want to get into a half court game against Auburn uh, like they might against some conference opponents. So we like the over 147, only C grade value here. If it drops about a point, then that would be B grade value. So you never know what the numbers going on this, but if you can get more mid 140s, we like that even better, but still think this is worth being part of your card here for Wednesday night. Jake, tell us more. Look, Auburn is a very, very good offense. They got Johnny Broom down low that does that just commands the paint. Um, you've got Aiden Holloway, the freshman, who's something special. They've really had one game this year where they didn't score a ton of points, and that was the Appalachian State game. And I think we throw that one out. I think we've got enough proof that that was an aberration. As the next game, they come out and put 100 on Indiana, who's a decent defensive team. Uh, I, I just think we're going to get a game that looks like that. We're going to get. Over a lot of Auburn here, and UNC Asheville has some offensive weapons. Um, their defense is bad; that helps Auburn. Uh, their offense is good enough that they can they will score. I mean, they're not going to get shut out. Uh, I really like that. Would be really impressive. I would actually love to see that, just because that would be incredible. <laughs> that would just be f- fantastic. Uh, yeah. the, Drew Pember, great player. Uh, I think he's he'll make an impact um, the way he can shoot the three and as a big guy. They get. UNC Asheville's best offensive weapon is getting to the free throw line. They get there a lot. They convert most of them. Auburn struggles a little bit with fouling. They're they rank in the three hundreds and like field goals or fouls to, or free throws to field goals made uh, ratio. And that's 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 putting a, that's putting your team at a at the line quite a bit. Your opponent at the line quite a bit. So I think we get a bunch of extra points there for UNC Asheville and Auburn runs away with this and we we get something that looks like one fifty. This game is being played in Huntsville, Alabama. Auburn, of course, in the state of Alabama. It's about a three-and-a-half-hour drive, though. Uh, I, I do expect more Auburn fans. There's more Auburn fans, obviously, in the state of Alabama. Uh, but the drive from Asheville is actually not really that much further. So with regards to the players, y- you maybe could argue that Auburn's going to get a slight edge from the crowd. But in reality, this is mostly somewhere between kind of a half neutral court edge and a true neutral court situation. So, uh, you know, that's just kind of a side note. We don't see a lot of neutral site one-off games like this. We tend to see them like we saw on Saturday where there's like four of them or something I think we had in, in, in Madison Square Garden, you know, four of them in the same uh, same place. So this is kind of a, a one-off here. Uh, but again, distance-wise, pretty pretty neutral side. So just an FYI, I, I don't really think that changes much in this game. Uh, in fact, if anything, it's making the model project slightly less because neutral site games can tend to be a little bit slower to start looking at a new backdrop. And so if this game was to actually be played at Auburn, the model would probably put it more at about 150. But either way, w- around 150 is where we think the average outcome of this game is. Again, can never predict one game. Can never predict who's going to get hot that and not. And that's why we always talk about our confidence is in the totality of picks, in the totality of our process of the model, which has done so well with totals. It's kind of carried us so far. I have faith that sides will come around and carry us at some point later on. Uh, but at least for now, totals have been really good. And, and following this type of process has been good. So we're going to go over on this one. Would like a little bit better number, but still worth a play given all of the points, Jake, that you were making. Which takes us to 9 p.m. Eastern, Creighton and UNLV. Uh, Jake, uh, you know, I don't want to say the elephant in the room, but maybe for lack of a better word, of course, that with, with the unfortunate events at UNLV. They have played a game since uh, the shooting uh, did not perform quite as well. 
I have no idea how that's going to play out. I don't know their motivations. I don't know where their heads are. I don't know if that affected them. I don't, I don't know anything. We're not there. I, I don't know. I think it's kind of silly to speculate on that now at this point going forward. Um, at some point, will they use something like that to motivate them? Will it distract them? Honestly, who the heck knows? So we know that's there. I don't really think it's something that's predictive for handicapping. So we're just going to say, yeah, that exists, but I don't know what to do with it. So putting that aside, Creighton's really good. Um, and UNLV is, is not, this might be one of the weaker UNLV teams. We've seen them have a lot of good teams over the last half decade or so. Their offense is okay. Their defense is really struggling. And my goodness, if you put that Creighton offense, number one efficiency in the country, just insanely good. They don't play overly fast, but they can put up a hundred. I mean, it's almost just like we talked about with Arizona last week when we said they feel like they can put up 100 against anybody and they got to 98. Same thing with Creighton. It's like they don't play fast, but their offense is so efficient. They can put up 100 against anybody. And I guess UNLV's defense, I'm not saying they get to 100, but like that's on the table. And that says a lot right there, the fact that Creighton could do that. Sideline says they should win by 18.4. We're going to lay the lumber with them, laying 13 and a half as an A grade. Talk about it's harder to get to the A grade threshold the further away you get from zero. But this is one of them where the model just says this is a massive mismatch. Even though it's on the road, Creighton should be able to take care of business. They're really good. I don't know what else there's to say beyond that, Jake. How, how do you add to just Creighton is really good? I mean, there's not much. It's just Creighton is fantastic. The fact this is 13 and a half is crazy because this game should be up in the 20s uh, as a line. It, it doesn't really make sense to me. If Creighton has shown anything, besides the Colorado State game, which right. let's get, I think we should just toss that one out, uh, they absolutely destroy teams. They never let off the gas, um, especially weaker teams. Uh, I mean, just put it – be. Central Arkansas about 45, Nebraska about 29. Oklahoma State kept it at 14, but still covers this number. You had 23 to Loyola Chicago. It's just they destroy teams. Their offense is so good. They don't even play at a, that fast of a pace. They play at a very average pace, but they are just unstoppable on the offensive end. Um, the only thing I wish they would do more, I mean, their defense is very good. I just wish they'd force a little turnovers but because uh, they're – towards the bottom there a few extra possessions would help this offense like would just make this team unstoppable but i mean i'm not a, i'm not a d1 coach that's doing as well as well as mcdermott is here so i, I just i think he has got a, his i think this team is better than last year's team and a lot of big part of that is baylor shireman's playing like he did a was a south dakota or north dakota yeah. one of those two uh, one of the Dakotas, he played – I don't know why there's two Dakotas anyway. Or, or, but, or uh, which one state? Because there's like four schools between North Dakota, North Dakota State, South Dakota, South Dakota State. I can't keep them straight. Yeah, I just they are absolutely fantastic. Ashworth was a great grab. This UNLV team, I mean, that, that that's, I don't want to take anything away from the tragedy, but I, I think that game right after is who they are. I don't think yeah. it was – uh, distraction or anything like that. I, I think that is much closer to who they are and who they're going to be this year. And it's just going to be a down year. And that sucks because UNLV is fun when they're, yeah. they're playing well. They're fun. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that's kind of what the model's pointing out is just they're, they just aren't that good. And, you know, they may be a roller coaster of a team with who knows highs and lows. We don't know, right? But we just say on average, you're in a very good team and you put a not very good team against Creighton. And, and like you mentioned, the results could just get outrageous because this Creighton team is just. Uh, so incredibly good. And I want to talk about the Colorado State game just real quick because, you know, if you've been with us for any time, you, you've heard us talk about this. Um, but 
you know, on average, a college basketball team plays 30 games and five of them, they're going to look way better than they are and five of them way worse. At this point of the season, they've each team has probably played a game that they've looked too good and a game that they've looked too bad on, on average. And, and you just, like you say, you just toss those because it doesn't really, it's not really overly predictive. And they, Creighton will have another bad game. They will have another stinker. And we don't know when it's going to come. If we could predict that, you know, I don't know. It, it wouldn't be gambling anymore, right? We would be fortune tellers. So unfortunately, we don't know when that's going to happen. But on average, you know, you don't expect that bad game because we've seen way more good games than bad games. And the same with the UNLV, we've seen way more mediocre games from them, especially relative to what we've been used to uh, from this program, who's who's usually been much friskier, I feel like, than than this team presents itself as. I, I Jake, I was with you about this off show, and we'll talk about this in our next pick as well. You know, I don't love that laying points is now the thing, but as we talked about with the rule change and the offenses just being the top offenses being better. Uh, the models had a hard time catching up. I think that's why it struggled with sides so far. And, and the books had a hard time catching up and just laying points is kind of where it's at right now. That's not my default as a better. My default as a better is to go to the underdogs, but it's like laying points and overs. The the things that your square quote unquote betters would do where, where we talk about the difference between a sharp and a square is the number and the price, not the, the, the pick itself, but the actual number and the price, but the, the quote unquote square better would just lay whatever number and go over whatever number and not care. And it's like, that strategy's actually probably been okay if, if, if you're doing that this year because the way the game is played. Uh, so I still think we want to be careful with that. We want to do it for every single situation. But this is a situation where that number just should be a lot higher. Like you said, on average, probably closer to 20. And again, sidelines is 18.4. Yeah, it's, it's just Creighton is not getting enough love here. And that surprises me because playing they're in a big conference in the Big East. So it has some names. They're, they just don't have that superstar player that's really showing up this year. And – I think that's kind of helping them. I mean, I think people thought that Nimhard, and I was one of them, that mm-hmm. losing Nimhard was going to be a bigger loss than what it was. It's, they seem to just plug and play and go. Man, they are they're fun to watch, and they are so so good. I I, I feel like there's a lot of things we'll say about this game. I, I feel like Creighton now is about where Houston was probably two years ago, where the advanced analytics, the advanced metrics, whatever you want to call them, were kind of like, hey, this Houston seems really good. And, and the media and the general public were kind of like, okay, they're good. That's before Creighton is like, Chris Creighton team is really good. Obviously, they're doing it differently. Creighton with offense and Houston with defense. But I feel like that same sort of like, now Houston's getting a little bit more respect because they've been doing it for a couple of years. But there was a time when, the metrics were telling us, hey, Houston's a really good team. And just because they haven't won a championship doesn't mean they're still not a really good team. And that's where Creighton is now, where the, the general public is not quite resistant. I don't think that's number two. It, it, it's it's a really tight race. The, the difference between number two and number four and number five is not big. I, I'm not saying definitively they're their second best team, uh, but they are really good. They're up in that top tier, top set of teams. And so we're going to lay it with them. Again, doesn't mean they will cover that. We're, there are no locks in sports betting, but on average, typically in this would be Creighton closer to 20 than a number like 13 half. So a great pick for us there, which will wrap us up with Seattle and San Francisco. Um, a lather rinse repeat what we just said, except we're going to turn down a few things. Number one, obviously San Francisco, not as good as Creighton, um, Seattle, probably not as good as UNLV though. You've also flipped the location. So that helps San Francisco out and we don't have quite as big of an edge. That's why this is a B grade sideline says San Francisco by 12. So like nine and a half gets us to a B grade. So it's kind of a similar story. The talent get is a little bit smaller here, but we flipped the location laying a little bit less of a number, a little bit less of an edge, but pretty similar story in that this is a pretty big mismatch. This San Francisco defense is legit. Overall, the San Francisco team, 
I'm not sure they're quite there yet. There's been a lot of talk about the West Coast Conference one day being a three-bid league, and, and it just hasn't quite come to fruition yet where they've got three good teams. We kind of thought there would be a time when BYU, it was BYU and, and Gonzaga and St. Mary's, but it never it, – maybe there was one off here, but it just didn't quite – it just has been two teams for the most part running away with it. And, of course, now BYU's uh, you know, in a different conference. But this San Francisco team is like on the cusp of getting to that level. They're not quite there yet at number 65. Really, to be an at-large team, you want to be in the top 40. But it's possible with that defense, they could make a run at it and actually – maybe be kind of competitive in there as a third team. The third teams in the in that conference have typically just fallen way behind, but San Francisco's pretty good. This is one of the better, uh, you know, third banana teams in the West Coast Conference that we've seen in quite a while. Jake, we think San Francisco by 12 on average are laying nine and a half. Worth a play, not our favorite of the day, but still a pretty solid one. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I really like <clears throat> I really like the San Francisco defense. I I think they are top, absolutely top tier. Um, the offense has some work to do, and, and you see that with when they've their three losses: Boise State, Grand Canyon, Arizona State. Those are those are well, Arizona State, yeah. But Boise State, Grand Canyon, much more complete teams have that offense to go to solve the defense. That they're and they're very low scoring. Like Boise State was sixty three to fifty eight. You've got to get more points in today's basketball, like college basketball, yeah, yeah. than what San Francisco's given there. Uh, the thing is, the reason I like this pick so much is Seattle is bad. Um, there's no disguise in it. They they turn the ball over so many times, and that is going to be absolutely detrimental to a, a, with a team like San Francisco. Uh, that's going to give them their offense all the more chances. And they're and Seattle tries to win with defense. You're not going to out defense san francisco that they just don't have that talent they don't have that ability i think this is going to be closer to like 15 to 17 rather than the nine and a half the books are thinking uh i'm a little higher on san francisco than uh sideline is there i think they might be the second best team i, I don't have a lot of faith in mm -hmm. st mary's they've that, st mary's definitely been inconsistent so I, n absolutely not crazy to, to have that opinion that, that this could be a year where we see a different team in number two maybe i, I think like you said san francisco's the offense has got to get a little better. They haven't quite done. There's a lot of season left for them to just take that one step forward offensively, and they got a shot. Yeah, and um, it's get, get some of these threes to fall. They're, I mean, they're shooting low 30s. If you move that to 33, 34, I think it's a whole world of difference. But until that happens, it's, it's going to be hard against the really good teams to back them, but I think they'll handle their business against teams like Seattle and like DePaul, I mean, they went they went almost to Minnesota and won by twenty. And Minnesota's not a bad team; they they can really put it on you when they have a chance. Yeah. All right. So San Francisco here going to wrap us up with the late slot, laying the points with them for a B grade pick. There is your recap. And again, remember you can join us over on Dub Club for more picks, totals, overs, undersides, spreads, money lines, all sorts of goodies. And again, if you want, there's that sign up. QR code and you can click the link in the show description you get five dollars off your first month Jake parting words before we reset and talk about some football I'm happy we're almost through all the finals weeks and we're starting to get into real conference play and it's going to be just good game after good game after good game I'm so excited for the rest of the year in January February 
and even March. And you talk about you talk about good games. You know, we're we're now up here in India, I guess, for good, since this is where the <laughs> the Mrs. Professor baby thing kind of happened. And our good friends down the road uh, went to grad school at Duke, and of course, uh, Mrs. Professor went to grad school at Baylor. And uh, eight, you know, eight days from now, by the time you're watching this, seven days from now, uh, Baylor will play Duke. And so we were actually talking about that game. So we got some good games coming up here in the future. So yeah, getting through finals week is tough. That's when your coaches want your softer games. So it's been a little bit stretching for some good quality, but the quality basketball is about to jump up here uh hopefully in the next week or so for us you get a lot of great picks over there on dub club if you're not watching the nfl show make sure you catch that as well otherwise we'll see you later